Well, hello, everybody, once again, and welcome to The Hoffman Show. I am your host, Mr. Flynn. And as you all know, Mr. Hoffman is uh, out with some much-needed time off. He is going to be in Florida, enjoying Disney and all what the parks have to offer him. And today, I have a very special guest. He was very impressed the last time he was on the show. So I had asked him if he'd be interested to come back for a, uh, a guest host role. And he said, absolutely. And here he is, Mr. Moniz once again. Good morning, everyone. Uh, good morning, Mr. Flynn. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm looking forward to, uh, to discussing uh, the world as such a little <laughs> well, bit more. <laughs> well, thank you again, Mr. Moniz. I, we always love to, to have you. We love the conversations. And, uh, you know, the other day I met you in the hallway, and we were discussing your last show that you were on, where you were nice enough to come on. And we were discussing your, your background, where you went to college, um, you know, the different, uh, different types of uh, methods that you have for, for helping the kids out for the special ed. Uh, but then I started asking you, what made you become a teacher? Because I wasn't too sure what actually made you go in that direction. Right. And then you started with the story about how it, it was about a girl. <laughs> so so now, now it got juicy, and I'm going to write this all down because we're going we're gonna to sell it to the Hallmark Channel when we're done. Uh, you know, it's, uh, not, yeah. it, it's not that romantic. <laughs> all right, well, uh, well, I think everybody wants to hear it, so let, okay, me, let, let me get you started well, here. Uh, I'll tell you what happened was I, was, uh, I graduated from college with a, a B.A. in psychology and a minor in education. I had some education classes. And... Got a job in a, uh, um, a discount uh, grocery store, not knowing what I was going to do. And uh, I was dating this girl, and I went over one night to pick her up, and, and mom, mom was there. And her mom was a teacher in Fall River. Hmm. And, uh, and she said, you know, she said, you should, uh, you should go see Dr. Ryan. He was the head of the special needs department in Fall River at the time. She said, they're, they're always looking for people. And uh, so I said, okay, that sounds like a good idea, not knowing that much about it, and, uh, but saying, oh, I need a job, I'm going to look into this. So I, I interviewed with Dr. Ryan, and uh, we had a nice interview, and he offered me a job teaching. And my first year teaching was a class of, of behavior students, a, mm. a tough, tough kids, great, I mean, good kids, but just been dealt a, a bad hand, and, and it came out in a lot of behaviors. And so I did that for a year, and quite frankly, it was a lot for me. I just said, I'm not, I'm not doing any good for these kids. I thought I wasn't, and it was affecting me because these kids were so, had so many problems that I felt I couldn't deal with. Sure. So I decided I wasn't going to stay in education anymore. When I told my bosses, Dr. Ryan, I guess he saw something in me. He said, look, he said, look, I understand. He said, but let's, let's see if you'd like to try something else, maybe in special needs. I said, okay. So I had a class then he gave me a class of uh, students that were more, they just needed extra help, more academically, they just needed that help. And that was something I said, wow, I think, you know, I kind of like this. And again, but it was still new to me, and I'm saying, I don't know if this should be my, my uh, career for life, or this is my vocation. So, but as the next couple of years went along, and I kind of grew into it, took more education courses, went to college at night for my uh, uh, master's, uh, I realized that I'm a teacher and this, this is my vocation and this is what I'm, I think I'm pretty good at. And uh, so uh, we're uh, 30, 35 years later in the Fall River system and then I retired and still kept it because once you have a, the identity of a teacher, you don't want to give that up. That's who you are. Who mm. am I? Someone says, who are you? I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. So I, I hear this a lot. And um, 
part of it, would you say, was there a bug that you kind of got bitten by that you felt it was, you know, after you, that first success in the classroom, yeah. I guess you could say, um, you came home, you were feeling good, yeah. you know, you said, I, I, I did, did, is that where it started? Yeah, yeah I think so, but it, it, I don't know if it was just one particular time, because you'd come home some days and you'd say, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. And other yeah. days you'd say, wow, that was good. Or other days you'd say, I, I didn't do that, I didn't handle that one right. You know, I should have handled that particular situation a little different. On this one, I think I was on the right track with this one. And you, you, you learn your, your, what tools you, you, you know what, what tools, tools to, to use, use right. for each student. And I, I use that analogy to this day with students that of the way I teach reading that is that I'm giving you the tools, okay? And I use this analogy and, and bear with me if if you don't mind. But no, I no. say if I if I teach a student how to how to use a shovel, mm -hmm. okay. And I say to him, uh, Jimmy, can you do me, could do Mr. Morris a favor? I need you to dig a hole over there. Can you dig a hole over there? He says, yeah, Mr. Morris, I'd be glad to help you. And he goes and he starts digging the hole with his hands. And I say, wait a minute, Jimmy, Jimmy, remember we, I gave you that tool to use and we practiced using it? Oh yeah, the shovel. And, and I said, you used the shovel. Isn't it a lot better? Yeah, it's a lot better. Well, that's how I try to uh, teach that to my children. I'm giving you the tools mm -hmm. that you need to use, but you need to practice using these tools so you'll be good at them and you'll remember to use them. Now, do you feel that the analogy uh, works smarter, not harder? Is important. I'm sorry. Is what work smarter, not harder? Well, that's a very good way to put it. Work yeah, smarter, work, not harder. Work smarter, exactly. Not harder. Yes, I, yes, sir. Um, you know, I I know that when you leave here, you're always humming and skipping. So I know that you have the the best time, the best time here. So there's no bad day here at, at Holy Trinity. Um, there's only better days. <laughs> there's only better days, right? Yeah. And since you added some more hours here, I mean, yeah. it's only been better. Yeah. So that's how you actually decided uh, to get into the to the special ed programs yep. to be a teacher. Now, when you were in college and you were, you know, I'm I'm sure you were always facing the books, <laughs> you're always studying hard. Um, did you ever uh, think to yourself at one point, what were you trying to figure out, I guess I should say? Well, I, I think that it, I was a history major when I started okay. for lack of knowing what else I wanted to do because I didn't want to know and I enjoyed history in high school. And then in, in college, I took a psychology course. Mm. And I said, wow, that was, that was really interesting. That, that's, and I said, I think I, think I want to go in that direction. So I, was, so I became a psychology major. And then I had to make a decision because at the time, um, to take to it, a lot of the, the, the vocation in psychology was grad school. And I wasn't really ready that I wanted to go to grad school. And plus, to go to grad school in psychology, you needed, you needed to take German. And uh, as I'm just terrible at languages. I struggled with French in high school mm -hmm. and Spanish. I'm just not good at it. So I know that, that German would have been very difficult. So I said, well, I'm just going to get a BA in psychology gotcha. and, and then decide what I want to do after. Yeah. And then, and then edu education uh, uh, appeared. And that, was, that path appeared. That was and, and I said, I'm going to take that path. And as I walked on that path, the flowers got, <laughs> got the brighter. Got, yeah, they bloomed higher. <laughs> they bloomed higher, So, I'm, as I'm looking at this story, I don't know if Hallmark will buy it, but we'll, uh, we'll definitely... <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I guess if we changed a few things, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, so did you ever... Uh, Go, able to go back and say thank you to that. I did, as a matter yeah. of fact, yeah. And it was a, a girl, a very nice girl. It was nothing. It was nothing serious, and and we kind of, you know, just drifted apart. And I think she was, yeah. went, moved away, or whatever. But uh, yeah, in fact, in fact, the school that I first taught at, mm -hmm. that woman taught there. Oh, okay. So you got a <laughs> so, chance to see. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. After yeah. my my 
second my starting my second year of teaching she was he, she was at that school so we so you got you know, a chance to see each other talk about exactly. your different experiences exactly. so now going back to your job as uh, you're working in a d discount grocery store was it here in the city it was yeah down on north main so it was called johnny's discount johnny's discount, <laughs> discount johnny's <laughs> yeah. discount and it was uh, quite a job it was uh, it was just a, a uh, a cast of characters right out of central casting they just had all all the different a whole bunch of characters that i'll never forget and it was uh it was fun and and what had happened when a, a friend of mine who i went to high school with he was like the manager he had a few they had a few stores and he was a manager one and i said hey i'm out of college i need a job yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so uh you know i got a, the job doing that and uh and even after i started teaching i kept it for a while as a part-time job when you got out of college, too, did you take that summer to kind of relax? You know, the, the, yeah, exactly. The, the, I, I started working right away because, yeah. you know, as, as I'm sure we've talked about this, uh, Mr. Flynn, but um, I got a paper route when I was, I guess, uh, 12 or 13 years old. And I guess for the most part, never stopped working after that. I do always, oh, that's true. I, with yeah. the exception of two, my first two years of college, I didn't have a part-time job during college. Mm. But even summers I did. But after even even my junior and senior year, I had a part-time job on campus. And since then, I've never stopped working. So I'm a worker. So <laughs> you didn't take that summer off, the senior Not, summer? No, uh, no. I mean, a little bit in that I worked a job that was a, sure, you know. Yeah. Job, you got job. out early, yeah, you go to exactly. the beach, do whatever. Yeah, exactly. And had some fun. But no, it wasn't, uh, I, I, I can't say that I took uh, any. <laughs> I, I had a lot of time off as a teacher. And... So then I would only work one job. You know, usually I, I had a part-time job even while teaching, but at least yeah. in the summer I'd have just one job. Yeah, and I hear that from a lot of different uh, teachers. Do you think it's because uh, they just want to keep themselves busy? I think so. You know, because the summers so, yeah. can and drag on. Always, and the extra money comes in handy. I was, you know, starting a family. Yeah. And, and yeah. so that's nice too. But yeah, I just, I just think, and, and also it's nice to do something a little bit different. Sure, that's you know, always a good, yeah. That, that's, yeah. Uh, that's different than what you uh, do during the day. Well, variety is the spice of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good saying. That's a good saying, yeah. You should write that down. You should write that, down. Should write that down. And you are a, an avid investor, right? We've had good conversations about investing. Well, avid implies good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we, we talk about the different uh, the different stocks that we, yeah. uh, we yeah. look at and work with, the companies and what we believe in, I guess. Yeah. You know, people buy stocks, and look, I'm not a, I shouldn't be on CNBC or anything yeah. like that, but... I think people buy stocks because they believe in the company and in, yes, in exactly. which they are investing in. You know, I mean, I invest heavily in, in Apple because yeah. I believe that they keep moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people. Uh, I've had some relatives that have, uh, you know, big into the the normal blue chip stuff like Colgate and yeah. you know and all those because yeah. they were the big ones. And I I think the key to it is is starting early. Start, you start yeah. early, you invest a, a little bit, and to some extent, forget about it. You know, I mean, that's yeah. nice, but you know, especially if you've got a, a blue chips, yep. uh, over time, they, they're they going to do better, and it, it's certainly better than just the, the interest you get in a bank. So, um, well, and that's what I try to even, you know, we should explain that to our students yeah. too. Well, since we're, we're here on the podcast, is you know, like Mr. Mona says, invest early, it doesn't have to be anything big, yeah. it could be, uh, I think Roth IRAs are good. Uh, I know you have to be technically 18 years old, yeah. uh, you know, but your parents can get you started one. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, the five dollar box. No. All right. So they have this investment tool for kids now. Dollar cost averaging is yep. your most you exactly, know is yeah. the baseline of, of investing, and the five dollar box is a dollar cost averaging tool. They say that every day you take this box and you slip five dollars into it, okay. and at the end of the year you have eighteen hundred fifty dollars. Wow. 
I mean, you think about yeah. it. That's now to put five dollars a day. People say, well, that's a lot of money. But then I see people lined up at Dunkin' Donuts exactly. or, that's so or true. getting a sandwich, and I and I have nothing against that. I mean, you you want to go get your stuff. That's Believe right. me, I'm a, I'm into that too. I yeah. get, you know, I do get Cumberland Farms coffee because it does taste good, um, and it's only a dollar. I mean, exactly. That yeah. was that's the point. That's the point I was just going to make. Yeah. yeah, but it's still a dollar a yeah. day. Yeah. You know, it's still a dollar a day. And you know, another important. Uh, uh, concept in investing, and I think it was I mean Benjamin Franklin said it, but even Albert Einstein said one of the greatest things of the 20th century was compound interest. Oh yeah. So uh, boys and girls, compound interest is something that when you put money in a bank or in a stock, you, they give you a little bit of money to to, to let them use their money. Right. In a and stock, it would be called a dividend. In a stock, it would be called a dividend. Yep. And if you reinvest that dividend and buy more stock with that, then you're getting. Uh, a dividend not only on what you originally put in, but on the, just the dividends that you've got. So you're getting interest on the money you got from interest. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, that's but, and it's essentially I agree. No, it's, it's so it's dollar cost averaging um, on. I hate to say it this way on steroids, but yeah. Um, what I was always <laughs> told was is that if you keep giving the same amount every month, because that's all. Maybe that's all you can afford. Right. Maybe that's all you want to yeah. set aside. And there's nothing wrong with that. Putting money away is putting money away. So I was told that if you put an X amount of money down, like let's say $200, yeah. and the market does well, you can't buy as many shares with that $200, but your shares are doing well that you've already paid for and you make money. Right. If the economy or the, uh, the stock market comes back a little bit, then your $200 buys more. Exactly. So you get more buying power. Exactly. And now you have more shares. So it does equal it, it itself out. out. It yeah. equals itself out. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, Tell everybody, even my kids, like when they get money from birthdays or whatever, they put it right in the in their piggy bank. And their piggy bank will start to expand. And of course, then I have to take it to the bank, and they get sad. And I yeah. said, no, well, <laughs> well, don't worry, the bank's not empty. It's just at a, at exactly. a bigger, a bigger yeah. area. And I agree with the fact that whether you, you know, I know everybody here is under eighteen that comes to the school. So, but you can ask your parents, like, hey, can I start a five dollar box? Maybe open up a, an old. Exactly. Um, you know, shoebox. And, and also one of the rules of investing that unfortunately I didn't follow as well as I should have is that when you're, when you're going to save some money, the money you save should be taken off the top. You shouldn't see what's left at the end of the week and then save oh, that. Yeah, that's correct. But you yeah, should take it correct. off the top and then put that away. It's like you never had it. It's in your bank. It's, it's working for you. Yep. And then with the rest, you, you work with what you have. So, you know, I know this, uh, I know people don't like to hear these, uh, these stories about, you know, because everybody's, oh, well, you know, I've heard that one before. Oh, you know, you're going to tell me another, yeah. you know, another sad story. But uh, this is actually a really nice story. I, I actually did some work for a gentleman, very nice guy. And his uh, daughter wanted to buy the latest iPhone at the time. And I forgot what model it was. But, well, they had just upgraded the year before. But Apple had come out with a newer phone that was beating out the one that she already had. So she asked her dad, she says, I want to get the new iPhone. He says, well, you know the buyout value, which you have to pay for if you're not, if you're already on the contract, at the time was $950. And he says, well, $950 for a phone. He's like, you know, that we're not going to do that. And she says, well, I really want it. And he says, well, here's what, what you could do. Why don't you get a summer job? And she says, well, you know, that's a good idea. I will. So she went out and she became um, a waitress. Uh, I think she was in high school, a uh, uh, junior in high school, a senior in high school. So she became a waitress and she worked for a long hours and a good portion of that summer and through tips and working and picking up hours she made a lot of money right so the day came and she had all the money and she says to her dad she says 
I think it's time I want to go get my iPhone. So he says, well, you made the money and you deserve it, so I'm going to take you. So they're driving, and he said, I want you to pay for it in cash, though. I want you to pay for it in cash. He says, because I don't want to put it on a credit card, and you don't have a credit card, and they won't accept checks. So bring the money. So on the way up to the Apple store, she's sitting in the car, and she's counting out the cash. And he looks over, and he says, that's a lot of money. And she goes, it is. And I'll tell you, I worked hard for this. And now all of a sudden, I'm going to just give them all this money for a phone. For a phone. And he looked at her and he says, well, you having second thoughts? And she goes, well, I kind of am because this money in my hand, it, it, it feels good. Yeah. Right? It feels good. And that's what, you know, I mean, there's psych psychological reasons why money in your hand feels good. But he just, you know, he picked that moment. And he says, well, we're almost there. And she goes, well, I, I don't think I want to buy the phone now. And he says, well, well, why not? You haven't second. She goes, well, it was one thing when I asked you for it. <laughs> and it was another thing when I realized I got to get the cash and put it together. So I, I really think uh, I'm just going to stick with the phone I have and put this money away. That, that's an amazing story because it's such a valuable lesson that she learned herself. Right. She, he, was, he didn't force her Exactly. It, it wasn't some teacher saying, this is what you should do, this is what you should do. No. She realized that that, uh, that, that's, that, that lesson will serve her the rest of her life. And I think now she's even, you know, and now she's in college or maybe even graduated college exactly. and she's that's, that's, very that's successful. That's a cool story. And I think he took her for ice cream afterwards and he, and he paid. <laughs> he paid, paid and he paid. Cream. But, uh, you know, we, um, we learn these valuable lessons right. through these experiences. And, you know, once again, it's always nice to have a brand new iPhone. Yeah. But sometimes, as important as it is, sometimes it could be better if we just put the money away early. And, you know, you can start at any time, as you know. Yeah. Um, I had savings bonds growing up as a kid. You remember the E-bonds sure, and the I-bonds? Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's something you don't see a lot. But my grandparents I, always, religiously, every holiday, every birthday, I had savings bonds. And I had them all the way back, just to show you how old I am, 1981, I had them all the way back. And then when Mrs. Flynn and I went to go purchase our first house, I used them. Because on your first house purchase, they actually forgive the uh, the tax you have to pay on the interest. Oh, really? Interesting. So I, I cashed out all these savings bonds, and it gave us the 20% to put down on the house. Yeah. It, it's yeah. interesting. I had a few savings bonds, not a lot, but I cashed them in because I wanted to buy some speakers for my sound system. And I look back, it wasn't, it wasn't the best point. use of the money, but I enjoyed the... the, the that's system. important because listening to good music, you don't want to do exactly. it on... You exactly. don't want to do it on bad speakers. That's you know? very true, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think when it comes to investing, and I don't like to give advice on investing, and I know you don't as well because everybody gets, right. you know, oh, you, you told me to buy this stock and it dipped. Yeah. But the best advice we could give you on at least putting money away is find a little bit that you get X amount, like you said, whatever's on the top, yeah. and just put it aside. It's important to live life, too. We, we yeah. don't want to say, like, we can't go without our favorite drink, you know, at yeah. Starbucks or... Yeah, right. But you know, but you maybe one day you can. But maybe one, one day we can. One day, one, day, one day of the week or two days of the week, I'm not going to spend the five dollars at Dunkin' today. I'm going to save that. Yeah, yeah. and I actually had a, another friend of mine that um, was uh, looking to make a pretty good sized purchase, and he had to sacrifice. So what he would do is he would make his uh, lunches all week and maybe just splurge a little on Friday. Yeah. Right. But also too, once again, we don't want to, you know, sacrifice certain things in life either. We're here one time. Right. We have to live our life. 
That's right. But we also want to make sure that we can take care of those things that we need to take care exactly. of, especially moving on. Mr. Moniz, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Uh, again, Mr. Flint, it was a pleasure. Uh, the time went by even faster this time. It was wonderful. I, I, I always enjoy speaking to you. And you, you can any topic, we just seem to be able to talk about. We just on, flew on right topic. into this one. We, we started with the Hallmark you know, type love That's story. Right. That yeah, rom -com. Became, rom com that became a teacher. Uh, maybe we can get Lifetime to buy it. They're usually pretty good with that. Uh, and then we went into. Well, there's some, there's some finance involved, so maybe maybe a CNBC will go maybe into it. Yeah, I didn't we'll think go we'd into get into investing in, in finance. Yeah. Yeah, who could we. Uh, maybe Kudlow would take us on. Kudlow. Yeah, Kudlow and company. Who do you uh, want to play you? Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe Steve Minucci. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was uh, it was funny. really great to have you back. Uh, I know Mr. Hoffman is uh, is gone for the rest of the week, uh, but you are welcome back to this show anytime. Uh, I know we always have plenty of topics we can we look do. at, and uh, we will see you hopefully throughout the hallways, doing what you do here. We hope to see you for many more years here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Moses.